sensing what is going for someone. My body is most bizarre. Well, my body tells me what's happening with someone. Like my body will move, it will feel sick, it will feel pain. If something's going on with someone, it just, it's that connected with someone's body. When I connect with them, I, I just know. I can't, they can't hide it from me because I feel it. Fabulous to meet you. Do, 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 do. So Rachel, wait, we haven't caught up for a long time. I actually don't know you very well, but uh, I know that you do fantastic things and this is what I want to explore today. So, uh, sorry, I just stopped you like going, hello, <laughs> I talk too much. No, I love it. I think it's brilliant. Thank you. So, um, yeah, we met before, but uh, you are such an intriguing, fabulous woman. I mean, I don't quite understand what you do, which is why I wanted to have you on the I love it. You know what? Even my clients are like, how do you do that, Rachel? I'm like, don't even worry about me. First of all, thank you for having me. I was so excited to be here. I love you and I love your energy and you look fabulous. And so thank you for having me. Uh, so I am, well, I'm Rachel Waite. I, I, so I have to somehow sort of define myself. So what I would say, what I say to people is I'm an energy healer. I'm a sound healer and I'm a spiritual channel. Um, which in a nutshell means that I have a gift. I have very, uh, a gift that I have grown into, that I have stepped into and that I decided to own fully, probably about five years ago, where I am able to connect with somebody, uh, one person or maybe a group of people, if I'm seeing them in a group, and really feel into, okay, where, are, where is their energy stuck? Where are they holding themselves back? Where what traumas have they had in their life that is that are holding them back what is their body their mind their soul their spirit holding on to that i can clear that i can release for them that's that um that that's whatever's no longer serving them so that, that actually they can then once they've cleared all this what that's going on inside when they've done that internal work actually what happens is miracles happens in their life their lives transform they change it's not that they become a different person but they actually become who they were born to be in the first place because they no longer have these conditions around them they no longer are carrying limitations that perhaps they've picked up as they were growing older as they were growing up sorry um and um that is in a nutshell what I do, I do it by using energy, so um, uh, energy healing, but I also use my voice um, as, a, as, a, as a way of being able to people to heal as well. I trained as a classical singer, so I trained as an opera singer. Yes. So that, that skill as mine, that gift of mine that I actually didn't use probably from the age of about, once I finished my training at the age of 30, I thought, actually, I'm never, I didn't use it again until I was in my, till I got to 40, when I realized that actually I had this voice that could help people to heal. And so if someone has, I would say some trapped um, emotion or some pain within their body, if their body isn't at the right vibration, let's say the right frequency, the sound that I create can really just help shift that. They can help penetrate a part of the body that's not as it should be. And it helps to clear the energy so that it can come back into alignment. I know. <laughs> See, I told you, you are just so fabulous. And um, <laughs> you trained as an opera singer. Yes. 
where did you train and, and tell us a bit more about that first? So actually what happened was when I was 18, I decided, oh, and it's 11-11. Sorry, I needed to just share that because, oh, such a fabulous moment, 11-11. Sorry, I'm digressing. So when I was 18, I went to, I decided I'm not going to university yet. I'm not ready for that. I'm going to go and live in France because I wanted to go somewhere else and do something different. So I actually worked as an au pair, um, but actually had already begun singing probably from the age of about 16 and actually studied singing whilst I was out there. So I lived with a singing teacher as well. And that's where I really spent time sort of beginning to really love singing. And um, so it was when I, uh, so when I was 18, that's where it began. I came back to the UK when I spent my year abroad and I didn't go to music college initially. I went, I studied French and German at university and carried on singing all that time. Uh, went to live in London when, you know, my early twenties and I was working, but four nights a week, I was singing at different training schools and programs. And so it was very busy. And then I actually, when I was in my house, probably about 26, 27, I can't quite remember. I went to the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama and did a postgrad there. Right. In singing, in, in opera studies and classical singing. So that's where it began. I mean, that's how it began, but it also ended there because I was so traumatized by whole experience at music college, I came out an absolute failure with a voice that I felt had shrunk, that had got worse, where I had, had lacking in confidence in myself, that when I came out, I was, in my mind, I was a failure and I was never gonna sing again. That's how I came oh, out. That is awful, I mean, that's a yes. travesty. Why did that happen? Um, I, I don't know. I think part of it was me. I didn't understand what I, I didn't understand what I know now. So I didn't understand that when I was getting, you, you know, at music college, you know, you, you're, there's lots of other people there. you're sort of competing against other people and there's lots of competition. There's lots of, you're not as good as they are. There's lots of, and there was a lot of not really, uh, I think I couldn't deal with the rejection, the permanent rejection, the permanent, you're not as good as everyone else. And I just, it, for me, I didn't know how to deal with that. I didn't have the skills that I have now that I probably could have dealt with it a lot better had I gone at the age of 45. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, I, the only way I dealt with that was to retreat. So I, I, I stopped putting myself out there. It's actually like my whole body just shut down and decided my way of protecting myself and no longer being rejected and no longer feeling like people were judging me was to just go, right, well, I just won't sing because then I won't be rejected. That is so fascinating because, you know, I've been thinking actually a lot about um, building communities and building tribes. Mm. And there's a lot of emphasis at the moment of, of getting people together who are like-minded. Yes. And I think all the algorithms on social media and all these sort of things, they're all tailored towards giving you the kind of stuff that makes you feel comfortable and makes you sort of feel, that, you know, that's part of your world. I'm not explaining it very well, but you know what I mean? It's like, mm. like monoculture. And I'm just wondering how fabulous that actually is, because I've experienced a little bit of what you've experienced in kind of groups that I'm in, where I'm with people like me. And when you are surrounding yourself with people like yourself the whole time, mm. really all you see is the competition and you see how well everyone else is doing. And you kind of, you, you're automatically comparing yourself all the time. Yes. Whereas if you are in a diverse crowd of people who are not like you, mm -hmm. that's where you actually find your own 
fabulousness because you're able to shine you're able to show your gift in amongst people who have other gifts but yes. very different gifts to you yes. and I'm just wondering actually how good this whole community thing is yes we need communities but they need to be diverse yes. you need to be surrounding yourself with people who are not like you yeah. who are not I like you they are kind of they are it's funny they because I, I totally get what you mean um, and, and and sometimes I find surrounding myself people who are like me in the sense that they have the same desire to help you know they have these same let's say what's the word values maybe but we all do very different things is fantastic um I don't think sometimes there's something wrong with being in a community where people are doing similar things to you but I could probably deal with that more now because I no longer see other people as competition I no longer see other people doing similar things as oh gosh they maybe they're better than me oh maybe I'm no good because yeah. I've had to, but I've had to work on myself to get to a point where I could do that. And I think when you're a lot younger, you know, when I was in my mid twenties, you know, and you don't, there's none of that understanding and there's none of that nurturing or helping people with that side of things, which I think is really important. And that's I agree with you, but I think we now. need both. I think we need mm -hmm. both. I think we need to be surrounding ourselves with people who have the same values, but yes. we also need to put ourselves in situations with people that don't have the same values as yeah. us. Because who's to know that the values that we hold are the right values sure. or are the best values if mm -hmm. and there's no such thing. But you see what I mean? Yeah. I just think we need to we need to be getting out of our own tiny little worlds that make us feel safe and with the, the people that we like and, all, and just seeing more of what's out there. And I think that's how we can actually heal because, yeah. you know, we're exposing ourselves to other people and other people are being exposed to us so it's more like of a, of a mishmash and hopefully you get spat out and as, a, as a, a world that's better I don't know that's just a theory I've got but and also of course with the wisdom of of, of age yeah you know that's great but our youngsters need yeah. to be nurtured in a way that they can feel that I've got my own gift and look how yeah. special I am yes and that wasn't that that's interesting because that's generally not nurtured and I think that's what does need to be nurtured and I yeah. think um with hindsight i know what i what i would what i would have said to my 25 year old self um but i'm um but i'm a very different person now than i was then so you said that almost stopped you from singing so that means you you decided to sing i just well no interestingly i i came out and yeah. i was like that's it i'm never singing again I'm, that's it i'm done that is that part of my life is over okay next what's next and I got a job I sort of worked in the corporate world and I was like whoa this is really not for me what is this what is going on this is that, that I found extremely stressful it caused a lot of anxiety um but I still didn't sing um I have my husband who's a composer he's an amazing musician so so that it wasn't like it completely sort of disappeared out of my life we have a piano at home so it wasn't like there was no music it's just that I wasn't singing or if I was singing it was just to myself and nobody else right. um, but w uh, when I left the corporate world I thought okay I I've got something within me to help people I don't know what that is yet but I don't want to be in an office I don't want to be following some sort of career ladder that's not me um so I trained as a massage therapist that that was that's how I came into this healing world and I went down the massage route <clears throat> again because um fearful of what people might think if I was using this intuition if I was using energy well if I do massage people will get that they'll understand that so I'll start with massage and that was my segue into uh, let's say the more spiritual holistic 
uh, world. And that stood me well. I had set up my own business and it stood me well. Well, well, I say it lasted for about eight years. Um, and I always struggled within that because I was always, um, not always struggled, but I was like, how am I ever going to earn that much money from being a massage therapist? Unless I'm seeing 20 people, you know, 10 people a day, five days a week. It, is, it was quite sort of uh, full on and physically quite demanding mm. as well. Um, so when I came to the age of 40, I was like, okay, there's more, there's more. I, I'm not feeling, I'm feeling there's something more. I'm feeling stuck. Uh, there's more within me that I need, now need to bring out. And when I decided that, I decided there's more and I'm ready for it. I've done some internal work on myself. I'm ready to be more of a light. I'm ready to be more out there and be seen and be heard. I stopped the massage altogether. And I said to my clients, I said, look, I'm going to use these, these gifts that I have. I'm going to use this intuition that I know flows through me. I'm going to use all of that to help you to heal because I know it's going to work on a lot much deeper level than just the, the massage that I'm doing and within about two weeks of me saying that and doing that I was with a client and I felt this it was I couldn't even stop it it was like my throat opened up and and I just said to her I have to sing I said I have to sing around you I know I have to sing because it's going to help you and I don't know how it's going to help right now I just know I have to sing and so all of a sudden, these most beautiful sounds flew out of my mouth. That's the only way I can describe it. And I actually started crying because I felt so connected with goosebumps because, because I knew in that instant why I had done all that training. It wasn't to be an opera singer. It wasn't to be on stage. It was so I could use it as this vehicle to help people to heal. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And how would you have known at the beginning if you had stopped yourself and thought, well, I have to know the path for my life. I can't just do this because that's what I've done for so long is mm -hmm. I have to see the, the end before I do anything. And it stopped me. I got so stuck yes. instead of just doing, OK, just go with this, try this, because yeah. that will lead to something else. That'll lead. You don't know what it might be. Yeah. I don't know what fabulosity is going to lead me to. I just know I have to do it. Yeah. And so you leaned into that and. I love that so much. What an amazing lesson. And it's, and it's grown from that. I still don't know exactly where it's going. I know it's getting bigger and bigger. And, um, but I, you just have to lean in and you have to just lean, I had to just lean into trusting that, okay, this is what I'm being led to do. This is what I'm feeling. And also trusting, I had to, oh, there was a massive fear of mine around using this voice again and being heard. And I had to go, my, this, what's more important here is, is it's not my fear anymore it, or not it's not the fear anymore it's actually what this voice can do and how it can help people and my purpose here is more important than my fear so let's let the fear go i love that and it's it's what you were what you're doing actually was was calling in your self-courage yes and i always say self-courage is much more important than self-confidence don't worry about feeling confident no one's going to feel confident ever probably <laughs> yes but just be, just have courage. Mm. Just have courage and, and just take whatever step you think yeah. is the right one. And who knows if it's the right one, it's the wrong one. Don't even judge that. Just because, take a step and just have Otherwise, courage. you just stay stuck. You don't go anywhere. You just yeah. stay stuck. And you, you don't know what opening one door could lead. It could lead you, you. You might go down that path a little while and then you'll go on another path and you might go, but you're not, you're moving and you're not just staying in inertia and just like, like locked. 
I love that. And so now, so tell us now what you're doing. I see all my clients online. I work globally. So I work one-to-one with clients who are, they're generally at that place where, do you know what? They've, they've got so far, they've got some level of success. They've got perhaps great money coming in, but they aren't fulfilled. They aren't happy. There is, there is more inside of them and they haven't, what they haven't done is looked inside and gone, okay, what within me, what's happened in my past? What are my beliefs? What was I grown up thinking? Uh, what trauma has happened to me? What, what, what is stopping me from feeling really fulfilled and connected and perhaps not even allowed that they're, they're not necessarily fully standing in their purpose and joy um, so I work with those clients to actually transform their lives to help them once we've worked connected them with their cells on the inside then they can feel connected with their life and what they're meant to be doing so that is massive for me and a lot of my work involves one-to-one really feeling and sensing I mean sensing what is going for someone my body is most bizarre well my body tells me what's happening with someone like my body will move it will feel sick it will feel pain if something's going on with someone it just it's that connected with someone's body when I connect with them I I just know I can't they can't hide it from me because I feel it didn't that freak you out in the beginning actually yeah I was like why yeah. am I feeling this why am I seeing this or why is my left foot moving you know and I'd be like why is my left foot moving there oh I broke my toe I'll like, well that'll be why then because it's like <laughs> it's so oh my God. yeah it's so or, or I'll start coughing and they'll be and it's because it's because they've, they've held their voice back for so long. They've not really spoken the truth or shared what they want to say. And I'm, I'll just coughing or my throat will clam up and I'll be like, right, we need to clear something in your throat. That's unbelievable. Mm. What a gift. Yes, yes. That's and I to own it. That, yeah. that, to own it and go, okay, this is who I am and this is what I do. And people might think this is quite strange and they'll be, you know, I don't like the term woo-woo. I really don't, I don't, I don't associate with that word anymore because I think it, it, it doesn't, this to me is so perfectly normal. This is who I am. There's nothing woo-woo about it. It's just who I am. I hate that word. Yes. It's, 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 it's it, just it, horrible. It, 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 um, for and me, it's so often. it, um, it uh, lowers down. It, it's almost de, imp- oh, I can't even think of the word. Um, but I don't Deimportantizes. like Deimportantizes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Rachel, I have heard you hmm. speak some language and yes. I've experienced that with somebody else that I interviewed who you also know, Rosie Glow. Oh yes. Okay. He did a little bit of a thing live with me on, on mm-hmm. in, in the interview. I don't know if you're up for something like that, but I would love to know more about that and so just okay. give and are you able to give us a taste of that? And what does it mean? Why do you do it? How does it come to you? Okay. I, I've never spoken any other language except <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> so. Some German, but at least we can kind of vaguely comprehend that, don't we? So, yes. So, um, so I didn't know you were going to ask this question. So I um, So for a long time, like I told you, I just used my voice as sound. So I created sounds and notes and vibrations. And that was like, okay, I can do that because I have a singing voice and I'm I'm okay to do that. That's not too strange for me. But I would say probably about a year or so ago, um, you know, I I have a, a lot of, I would describe them light beings, angels, guides that communicate through me to my clients and show me things that I need to know. And it was about a year ago, I was, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Rosie Glow probably 
called it something like light language. Yes, I think she did. Yes. yes. And and I was convinced myself that I would never do that because I was like, that that's that's even that's another step further, sort of like down the spiritual side of things. And I was like, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. But lo and behold, it's probably about a year ago, I was like, I could feel it happening and I could feel my voice open up and I could feel these words wanting to come out of my mouth that weren't English. And I thought I can either refuse this and go, no, or I can go, okay, I'll trust this and I'll start using it. And for me, for me, it's a beautiful energy. I don't need to understand the words that come out of my mouth because they're actually just healing in themselves. They're just, it's, I would call them light beings. And some people might be like, well, what even is that? I don't even fully understand it. I just know that when I'm speaking it, it's a vibration, it's words, and it helps the body to it's like the soul, the souls understand what's going on, even if the human selves don't understand. And I don't feel like we need to fully comprehend it. I just know that it's beautiful, that it's healing. And um, it speaks a truth that your body needs to hear. Wow. Yes. Can you give us a snippet of it? Can you give us a blessing or something that we can share to everyone who's watching? Is that possible? I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot. We'll, we'll, but... give, it a go. we'll give it a go. Just give me a moment. Just, just okay. And you might want to just, if, even if you're listening, you might just want to close down around your eyes. Just be open. Just breathing in through the nose. Out through the mouth. And I'm just inviting in this beautiful light energy into, into my being and to surround everyone who's listening right now, whenever you're listening, to really receive this on, on the level that your body needs to receive it today. And I'm just thanking the energies for coming through and, and being willing to show themselves today. And I'm just asking that whoever does listen to this receives exactly what they need to hear in this moment. So just breathe in. Breathe out. They're saying that you are loved <laughs> and they were very happy to be here and to be able to share their energy with you today. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. Gonna say otherworldly, of course it is. It's it's, it's unbelievable. It's it's and, incredible. And, yeah, and when you are open to it, there there are other beautiful otherworldly things going on and, 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 and you either and if you're not open to it, that's also okay. It doesn't matter. But if you are, be open to it and just see what happens. So I'm so fascinated by this whole concept of guides. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people, I know Rosie Glow is very into this as well. She she mm. doesn't do anything without the advice from her guides, or she gets a lot of downloads from her guides. Yes. Do you have that as well? So I do. I do, and I, uh, hmm, yes, I do. 
Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I don't, I, it's not that I wouldn't, I have a conversation with them and go, oh, should I do this? Should I not do that? Yeah. I sort of rely on my gut instincts, my intuition and, and to, to guide me through that. For me, the guides, I tend to use them more, uh, although they are around me most of the time, I tend to help, ha they tend to help me more when I'm with someone, when I'm with a client or when I'm with a group of people and I feel what I need to say, what I need to share, what they, they really were, help me and communicate in those ways. And when I'm with a group and I'm doing a group led meditation, I just think, I just know what I need to say. So I don't necessarily plan a meditation or a healing. I just set an intention and I just, I just allow them to communicate through me words I need to say, words of wisdom or visions. They'll show me visions that perhaps I need to share. And so they, they, they abundantly communicate through me when I'm, but generally in my day to day life, I know that they're there, but I, I, um, I tend to go more with what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what my intuition, what my gut is telling me. I love that. that. And we can all do that, can't we? I mean, yeah. even me, I'm, I'm so sort of, yeah. uh, I'm so fascinated by this whole sort of spiritual side of things and I'm, I'm yeah. learning about it. And, uh, you know, I'm spiritual to, to, to a certain extent, but I'm very much more what I consider down to earth. But that doesn't yeah. mean that that side is not available to no, me, right? I'm very down to earth. Yeah. I'm one yeah. of those down to earth people you probably can meet. You wouldn't know walking yeah. down the street that, you know, what I do, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, I exercise, I walk the dog, you know, I have a 10 year old yeah. daughter who thinks I'm crazy, you know? <laughs> She's like mommy you do some weird things i'm like i know, I know and that's okay but yeah. um but it's and i think that's what what's in, i think i i really love the fact that i am so let's say down to earth and grounded because it helps me because if i think i think if i was permanently in the place where i am when i'm with my clients it'd be too much for me it'd be too much information and too much uh i wouldn't feel grounded in my energy so Rachel, I'd love to go into your uh, fabulous things, but let's just, just one last question. What sort of things typically do women particularly find themselves stuck with? Have you got sort of an idea of, of what's most common or? A lot of the times, especially when they come to me, they're at that point where they maybe they're a milestone in their life, maybe they're 40, they're 50, or they're coming up to 60. And they're like, do you know what? There's, I'm not happy. I'm not necessarily fulfilled and I'm frustrated and I'm stuck because I know somehow there's, there's, there's more for my life, but I don't know how to get there. And, and I've got all these things that hold me back and they're almost like stuck in a, stuck in such a rut that they don't even know how to get out of that rut. Um, and so I really help them to get out of get out of the rut that they find themselves in and to realize actually there's so much more to life and to help them tap into those feelings of joy and contentment and fulfillment that we can all tap into but yeah. sometimes they're just so oh life has always been this way and I'm too scared to do something about it so they don't do anything they just sort of like in this no man's land I would call it or a rut yeah it's hard to get out of yeah everyone can you have to commit to it yourself. It's only only you can do it. And I think that's what people struggle with. Sometimes they wait for they're waiting for some other thing to come in and go, I'm going to rescue you out of this rut. But actually, the power is within you to do it. And you're the one that can do something about it. It takes guts and it takes courage and it takes time. But 
it's all within you to be able to do it. Mm, I love that so much. <laughs> so, Rachel, what are your five most fabulous things in the world? It is, it is, it is fabulous to meet you. Five most fabulous things in the world. Such a great question. Well, I have to say, I have to say my daughter, Annie. She's fabulous. She's 10 and she's got like the most beautiful red hair. She's so vibrant. And what's so fabulous about her, I would love to think, is that we, and this is hopefully what me and Gavin have helped to nurture her with, we've just allowed her to be be herself so there's been no conditioning there's been no like if you do this you can't have this and if you naughty then you don't you get this taken off you we've really been so careful with allowing her to just understand her own boundaries and and really just develop her own sense of who she is her own intuition her own gut feelings rather than um and to me she's so fabulous because hopefully we've allowed her to just be herself and that's been the most important sort of journey that Gavin and I have been on together with her is not bringing on these conditions and these limitations that unfortunately can happen to so many of us grow up. And we're doing our best to allow her to just be fully expansive and, and grow up in a way where she's she can be fabulous and nothing holds her back. Oh, and 10 is such a lovely age, isn't it? Yes. It's a yeah. wonderful age. Yeah. So oh. there's, there's Annie. And then... Um, well, the other thing that I have in my life that helps me and is, is and you might think, why is she saying this? But it's actually, it's so important to my life and it's meditation. Right. Absolutely important to me because that's the one thing that I think has really helped me transform my life. And it's something you can, and I meditate every day for half an hour. Sometimes it's 45 minutes. And that is what keeps my energy flowing it keeps me it lets helps me clear clear away any stress any worry any anxiety um so meditation and you might think oh, i don't even know how to meditate there's so many apps you can listen to these days where you can start to just find that and that helps you connect with yourself i know you were saying well how do you how do you i i'm much more connected with myself and my gut instincts and my intuition because i meditate and that mm -hmm. creating time for myself to do that was vital when I was like, I, when I felt stuck, that was one of the very first things I did and I've never stopped it. So that would say that's my number two. Um, let me think about what number three is. And you'll be like, why is she saying this? But um, do you know what? It's what I put in my body. It's what I fuel my body with. And I find uh, it is fabulous for me. Um, and it is, it's just something really simple. So every morning I wake up, I get a half a, half a lemon, fresh lemon, and I squeeze it in, in cold water and I have a whole, I'd say like half of, maybe even a pint of that every morning because it makes me feel fabulous. And um, I've, I've done a lot of reading. I don't know if anybody knows Anthony Williams, the medical medium, if you don't know him, if you've got any sort of, do you know him? Have you read any of his stuff? I yes, I did a colon cleanse for my yes. sons for 10 days. Oh yes. my goodness. I know it's hardcore stuff, but actually just switching little things like that. And I have, I, I've cut out caffeine. I've cut out um, uh, fats in my, I don't, not that I don't have fats. I just have them later on in the day because having just this fresh water and fruit and vegetables in the morning cleanses my whole body. Once if I take care of, and I know if I take care of my body and my liver, the rest of my body is going to feel healthy. So lemon water, simple, but it's been a fabulous thing for me to have in my life. Um, um, and one, and then one, the next thing is is just something that I remember to remember, and that is um, 
to be happy where I am right now in my life. Yes. So, yes. so important. Yes. That is one of my mantras that I have, you know, some people will, will be so, well, I'll allow myself to be happy when I've got some more money or when I'm, when I'm on holiday, I'll be happy or when I've got this or when I've got that. And they're just waiting to be happy. I don't have everything that I desire in my life right now. And that's okay. But learning, cultivating that happiness with where you are right now will mean that the things that you want, they will come a hell of a lot quicker. I love that so much. And it's about being in the present, isn't it? It's, it's, it's like being in the present, being happy now. It's got nothing to do with anything else. And that's also what I term fabulosity. That is being fabulous now, choosing fabulous now. And you can switch it on. You can decide. It is a decision, isn't it? Yeah. I don't have everything I desire. No. But that doesn't matter because actually I'm happy. What do I have right now? I have I have a house. I have I have clothes, I have my husband, I have things, and we can all, in whatever situation you're in, even if it's in the direst of situations, I'm, uh, and I, I just, I think just learning to be happy and accepting where you are will make a massive difference. And just by going outside, sometimes I listen to the birds and I think, Do you know, that's so beautiful. Why? And that makes me happy. You know, simple things. Um, and then the one other thing, the one other thing that really, <laughs> that really might think, oh, this is a bit crazy, but it keeps my energy so energized and it keeps me, keeps me going, um, is cold water in the sense that I love swimming in the sea. I love getting in reservoirs, even in the depths of winter, I'll get in cold water. I'll have cold showers in the morning sometimes and it really energizes me. It, it, it is something, if you're feeling in a slump, if you're feeling a bit depressed or a bit down you you splash yourself in cold water you get in a cold shower for 30 seconds or you carefully get into maybe the sea or the reservoir certainly in the winter you make sure you go with someone you do a cold water immersion you come out you will feel like a different person don't you feel cold don't you feel cold (laughs) i was gonna say yes it does feel cold in that water you get used to it you come out and you feel a bit you feel a bit shivery but you know i have a dry robe so i'll get that on but then your body just feels so relaxed and you feel so connected i feel so connected with nature with myself with my body and you know you feel so alive and that is that is so that really helped me through lockdown and i've not stopped it i love that and that's definitely on my list of things to do i i I have felt that even in the summer swimming yeah. in the sea when it's hot outside and then going into the cold cold sea mm-hmm. how amazing you feel afterwards so i can imagine even when it's cold yeah. i'm south african so i've got hot blood so I, I really struggle with going into cold water in the cold i have to get used to that but i get that you do get used to it you do get used to it you don't go in for long and i have something that's extremely warm to put on afterwards i've got a co- cozy warm dry robe and i put that on i'll have hot water i'll have a hot water bottle and and um um, but it does, it really does make you feel alive. What do you put on your feet after, afterwards? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm a very simple being. I have some warm boots. So I have some like snow boots. I'll put those on my okay. feet. Yeah, in the winter, I'll put those on. after. I, I, have, I wear little shoes in the water, so I'm not standing on like stone or things on my feet. But okay. then snow boots on afterwards. Just warm things, thermals if you need to. And I love that you've got a hot water bottle as well. That, that makes sense to me. Yeah. That sounds a bit more doable, actually, if you've got something on your feet. And, yeah. and is the dry robe better than, let's say, a coat? Yes, because it's dry robe, but the special ones we get, they're all fluffy and warm inside. So they're so warm. As soon as you put them on, you're like, oh, and it's just, you just feel very warm. Do you put it on your wet body? 
Uh, okay. You put it on the wet body and then you can take the wet things off underneath it because they're generally really big. So you put it on your wet body, you take your wet clothes off and then you just snog in this dry robe. I'll send oh, you a link. You're <laughs> painting a beautiful picture. I'm, <laughs> true now. I'm, I'm, Are you I'm, I'm waiting for a picture of you in the sea. <laughs> Well, you might have to wait a while, but I'm, I'm definitely I'm, I'm I'm getting into it. I I, I, re I really would like to try that at some point. Good, it will keep you grounded. Oh, Rachel, if somebody wants to get unstuck and they want to have a little bit of your magic in their world, where do they get hold of you? So they get hold of me. They can find me on my website. Uh, that's rachelwaite.com. Um, they can find me on YouTube. I've got some amazing videos on there. I have a, an interview series called She Shakes the World and some fabulous women on there who, who share, you know, share their journey. So if they're just like, oh, I could just do with some help, listen to some interviews that are on there. Um, and they, they, they can, they can uh, contact me via my website and, you know, we can have, they can just reach out and make a call with me and we can just initially have a chat and, and, but yeah, that's how they can find me. Fantastic. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you a little bit better. Thank you so much for putting up with the strange questions. <laughs> oh, I love it. I think they're the best ones. Fabulous to meet you. Do, 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 do.